0: Hello, photographers, creatives, and everyone else listening, and welcome to another episode of the Dan Kennedy Podcast, hosted by me, Dan Kennedy. My guest for this episode is multi-talented award-winning photographer Connor McDonnell. Connor, who's 26 and originally from Liverpool, now lives in LA and is Calvin Harris's personal photographer. Connor has an amazing story. He learnt his craft photographing live bands in Manchester and Liverpool. He had a lucky break shooting Rita Ora. Basically, he badgered her management uh, and asked if he could photograph her backstage and they just ignored him and eventually, uh, the day before the gig, they said, yeah, okay, come on then. So uh, he photographed her backstage, got some great shots. Uh, She said, wow, I really like these shots. Can you come on tour with me? So he went on tour with Rita Ora uh, and he met Calvin Harris uh, and Calvin Harris said, "Uh, can you take some shots of me? Uh, And then Calvin Harris said, can you come on tour with me? So he went on tour with Calvin Harris and then Calvin said, can you be my personal photographer? So from there he moved to LA And through another series of crazy events, he ended up photographing Kim and Kanye's wedding at the age of 22. Unbelievable. Um, He's a Nikon ambassador. He's an ambassador for the World Wildlife Fund. When he's not on tour with Calvin, his other passion is going on expeditions to the Arctic, photographing polar bears and helping to raise awareness of the destruction that we're causing our planet. So he's a fascinating guy. Um, He's one of the most easygoing photographers I've met, but he's also achieved so much in his young years um, I hope you enjoy my chat with Connor McDonald. Connor, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, good to hear you. And thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, no worries. Um, where are you right now? Uh, I'm
1: currently at home in LA.
0: Oh, great. And um, when was your last flight? Because I know you travel like a crazy man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, last flight was a few days ago, just coming back from a wedding in New York. I was at a good friend's wedding. Actually, a photographer friend, a guy called Derek Bremner, one of my favourite photographers. His wedding, uh, oh, just, just in, in and out for the day and straight back.
0: Oh, great. Oh. And maybe we could start by, um, you could just explain to me sort of what you do now. How do you describe to people what you do
1: well, yeah, I'm a photographer, I guess, and I work mostly with musicians and I guess celebrities, mostly on tour with them, touring around the world, basically. Then I also have a crazy other part of my job where I go on mad expeditions or spend a lot of time up in the Arctic around by the North Pole and photograph wildlife and polar bears and things like that. Yeah.
0: amazing Very, what a contrasting life you have
1: <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's a bit it's a bit strange it's a bit hard to explain sometimes but it, it works
0: for me so yeah. yeah amazing hi I'm in Ibiza oh oh hi no actually sorry I'm in the Antarctic it's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and how did you get into photography
1: it's kind of by accident really um I mean I've always had a sort of interest in it like um my dad uh, I always used to have a camera on him he's not a photographer, but you know, on family holidays, he's always there taking pictures and things like that. And I did have a, a bit of an interest in it, but uh, what it was, was when I was 15, I think, was I 15? Yeah. 15. I got a camera for Christmas cause I didn't really know what else to get. And my dad suggested getting a camera and, um, to help with my like GCSE art in school. But the teachers didn't really see photography as like a art form. They were very like, classic art teachers you know like very much into painting and drawing and not really into modern things where i'm there like i want to do photography i want to spray paint the walls like banksy and and things like that (laughs) they didn't like that i still managed to get to do it funnily enough so yeah the camera kind of just stayed in the box for for about a year because i couldn't i didn't really have it you know didn't really have anything to use it for in my art but then the way i got into it was there was a concert I really wanted to go to and it was sold out and I didn't really have a job at the time so I couldn't afford like eBay tickets like for the touts and things like that um and it was an English English rock band called Subways a a three-piece they were one of my favorite bands at the time and um for some reason I don't know still to this day don't really understand what made me do it but I don't know if it was naivety or you know just me being a young kid just messing around I don't know but uh, I decided to try and find out who to email to get a photo pass because I knew that'd be a way into the concert so scoured the internet for the management company, couldn't really find it. And then um, this was back when MySpace was the thing. I actually found the actual band members like personal MySpace pages, which I'd never do now. I'd never approach someone that way, like so. Just, but you know, like I say, I was a naive kid, didn't really understand it then. And uh, I emailed all three of the band members and was like, "Hey, like, look, I really want to get a photography pass for your show in Manchester on this day. Is is there any possibility? Like, who do I need to speak to?" and uh, didn't hear anything for weeks and then a few days before the concert i think it was a week before the concert charlotte the bassist read it and messaged me back and was like yep yeah, cool no problem here's my manager's email he's waiting for an email from you you're down for a photo pass like there you go so i emailed him and uh he emailed back and he's like yep yeah, first three no flash in the pit and uh and yeah that started it the funny thing is i i emailed him back and uh, asked what the pit was, and. Um, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in the pit since,
0: so uh, oh, oh. I find that quite funny. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's amazingly technical. You need to be pretty technical to, uh, you know, to capture images um, of, of uh, yeah. uh, musicians performing and stuff. I mean, so you've kind of gone from not much technical knowledge through to doing that. So how did you sort of deal with that?
1: I mean, I can't, It's I literally learnt on a job. I've never studied it, but um, basically I remember getting to that concert and thinking, uh, this is how naive I was, I thought, that automatic mode on the camera would just do do the work. I thought, pop it in automatic, <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be it'll take care of it. It's you know, it's a, it's an okay camera. Sure, why why won't it? But obviously, half halfway through the first song, I started looking through the pictures. I'm like, oh my god, this this is not working out. <laughs> so I popped it into manual mode, which like and that kind of just started my whole obsession with photography. It's not left manual mode since basically. I had a very basic knowledge of shutter, aperture, and ISO on that first concert. So I, I just got by with it, but, uh, the, literally the way I've learned to now is just on the job, just figuring things on out. The like, job. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that does that. Okay, cool. I remember that for the next time. Oh, this does that. Okay, cool. I remember that, you know,
0: mm.
1: it's kind of, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how.
0: So you, so, so that was your, that, that was your first foray into live music and, and, um, what, what, that was a venue in Manchester, was it?
1: Yeah. The Manchester Academy.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. And then did you, did you, uh, did you photograph bands in Liverpool as well then at that time? Yeah.
1: So after that, I, I was that obsessed. I was like, I, like, I want to do, uh, this is so cool. I get to see like my favourite bands. I get to take photos of them. This is amazing. So I'd email everyone and anyone who was playing in Liverpool. I'd check like, the upcoming listings and I'd send probably like 100 emails a day, get like two replies. One would be no. The other would be like, oh, maybe we'll think about it. So whoever was like, maybe, I would you know, keep email and be like, oh, you know, like I really, really love to do this. Like, please can I come do it? And it eventually just kind of yeah, started working started building up a portfolio of all the bands playing in Liverpool and then bigger bands would come through which would help and then yeah, kind of just started building it up from there.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So you so you're 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 kind of you had like a resident pass almost for gigs in Liverpool then did you?
1: So to some degree. I mean I was I was I was that the same venues a lot of the time five five nights out of the week yeah so I got to know all of all the bounces and, and things like that there yeah definitely
0: yeah and then what what happened from there because I think you've you you've got a um a strong connection with Ellie Golding, haven't you and so did that and did, did that first sort of did you did you first meet in Liverpool or?
1: first photographed Ellie in Liverpool yeah I, I think I basically Ellie had been in Liverpool I photographed her and then I emailed her management i had been doing some work with some of their artists and I was like, Oh, Ellie golden. I, I, I love her. Like I'd love to work with her. And her manager was, was there. And he was like, well, do you want to go on tour with her? I was like, uh, yes. Um, <laughs>
0: wow. I mean that,
1: that, that was, that was about four years into me just, you know, working around Liverpool. I'd been, been on tour with other artists as well. At the, time. the, the first person I actually ever toured with was a guy called James Morrison. So yeah, I, I did, yeah. I did him. And then, um, yeah, I think Ellie was pretty much the second person I went on
0: tour with. Yeah, so you'd sort of gone from live music images, you know, with um, uh, you know, stage shots through to kind of doing more reportage. Then, really, when you're on yeah. tour, I guess you're capturing all those kind of intimate moments and stuff, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, like I said, basically gone from first three no flash in the pit to access wherever I want, you know, on the tour bus traveling with the artists, things like that. Um, yeah,
0: must have been amazing. How old were you at that point?
1: I think my first tour I was 19 or 20 yeah amazing <laughs> yeah it was good fun <laughs> yeah
0: wow. Well. so you work with um Calvin Harris a lot now and so did you first meet him in in uh, Liverpool
1: I actually first met him at a festival the first festival i ever actually photographed at a festival called Parklife Festival in Manchester um he was there playing and that's when I first actually met him but it was just basically just like I was one of the official photographers that took a few photos of him, and, and that was it. It wasn't like we became friends there and then. But I got to meet him through Ellie Golden and um, another artist I used to work for called Rita Aura. Just yeah, I got to know him pretty well through them too. And then he asked me to be his photographer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow, he asked you to be his photographer, right? God, yeah. What, what? Yeah, N- yeah. Meaning what? Exclusively to for him or
1: no? No, not no, not at all. And um, basically, he got in touch with me. He was playing. Creamfields in Liverpool. And at this time we were friends, like we, we knew each other pretty well. And he was like, Hey, I'm in Liverpool, like do you fancy coming to the show? I'm doing headlining Creamfields tomorrow. I was like, Yeah, that'd be awesome. I was like, I, I, I didn't know if you had a photographer or not. I was like, look, if you've got a photographer, I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but like, is it if you want me to shoot, I'd love to. And he's like, One hundred percent, I'd absolutely love you to do that. So went and photographed Creamfields for him. You know, spent the whole day there shooting and stuff. And then uh, the next day, he was like, "I'd love you to, you know, do some of the rest of the shows with me." I was like, "Yeah, What, what is that?" And he was like, "Well, here's the next twelve months of touring, and I had a tour in Australia, a tour in South America, you know, all around Europe, North America, like pretty much everywhere." And I was like, "What you want me to do? You want me to do all of it?" And he was like, "Yeah, of course. Like if, if you want to." So I was like, hundred <laughs> percent." I was like, "And yeah, that that was about four or five years ago, and I've pretty much been with them since." So.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Wow. So you sort of went home from Creamfields and sort of uh, said to everyone in Liverpool, right, guys, you might not be seeing much of me. I'm off. And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was already torn quite a bit before then, but then that was when it became a bit crazy. You know, it'd be like flying to a country for a day and then back and then back again. And then, yeah, bit nuts.
0: God, that's absolutely amazing. So um with Calvin, you ended up moving to LA then, did you?
1: Yeah, basically, it got to the point where I was. Pretty much most weeks I was flying back and forth because he has a residency in Vegas. So I'd be, I was living in London and I'd be traveling to America back and forth. And then he actually asked me if I wanted to move out so I could be around a bit more. And yeah, so he basically moved me out to LA a few years ago and, I'm still
0: here <laughs> that's absolutely amazing and um and uh what's life like in la in comparison to liverpool
1: it's yeah it's it's good fun i mean it's it's hard to explain la life it's a bit strange it's it doesn't really feel like a real place if that makes sense I, yeah. the way i describe it is it's a bit like the truman show it's like there's perfect <laughs> there's perfect weather every day everyone's beautiful everyone's happy it's yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a strange place but it's it's That's where I need to be for now.
0: Yeah, definitely. I remember when I first, uh, first few trips I went on, I I hated it. I couldn't find the, the centre, you know, you're just going through grid, yeah. crooks, grid section, crossroads with fast food joints on the corner. I was like, "Where's the middle of this place? Where's the river yeah. with a, a bridge and a cathedral?" And a, yeah, you know, yeah. small town boy that I am, it took me yeah. took me a good five or six trips to sort of grow to like it. But I yeah. guess the sun sun shines every day now, doesn't it? And it's uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool, much. pretty cool place to be. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, what about the um, your more intrepid uh, stuff uh, than your um, your Arctic related stuff? So. So when did that kind of curve ball come into the mix?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's, it's,
0: because it's been... not its not exactly like you had much time on your hands, let's face it, you were flying 14 <laughs> times a week London to LA, then you moved to LA, <laughs> then you're traveling yeah. the world constantly with Calvin, then you just decide to go on an icebreaker, shut down all your devices and go off radar <laughs> for a month. So, yeah. so how did that happen?
1: Uh, I mean, I've, I've always been interested. My granddad used to read me stories of like Arctic explorers and things like that. And a lot of my heroes are early Arctic explorers. And yeah, it kind of, basically I got one opportunity to go a few years ago. Um, actually funny enough I as I was backstage at a, a festival in Norway with Ellie and she's friends with a guy called, he's one of my best friends now, but um, a man called Inga Solheim and he is, he's like a Arctic expert. He's like a polar guide. He guides people to the North pole and like film productions and like TV shows. He'll go and guide them. He actually guided uh, Prince Harry to the North and South pole. Oh, wow. And, um, he was telling me all about it. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Like, you have the coolest job ever. Like, I would love to come with you on a trip one day. And he's like, yeah, 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 come along next time I go. And I was like, you shouldn't say that because I will 100% hold you to it if you next time <laughs> go. And he was like, no, honestly, next time I go, I'll let you know. And I, at first I thought it would be, you know, the way some people be like, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you next time I go. And they never do. And you never Yeah, yeah. 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 A few months later, he uh, messaged me and was like, "Hey Connor, uh, I'm heading up to Svalbard, which is fully enough an island I've spent a lot of time on since. But it's uh it's a Norwegian island. Well, it's run by the Norwegian government. Up, way, way, way deep in the Arctic Circle. It's a couple hundred miles from the North Pole. Has the, uh, town with the most permanent population like furthest north in the entire world. Right. Right. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'm going there. Uh, I'm going there with a few like." few friends like come along if you want you know we're gonna try and find polar bears and go on skidoos. and i'm like okay i'm there when are you going he's like i'm going tomorrow so i was like sweet book my ticket and funny enough i was off off that week and um that uh, started my whole sort of obsession with it as well because yeah. that's when it became accessible to me yeah
0: yeah i guess wow. that's and and what you so, so you're sort of you're in that for the experience as well as the photography i suppose really are you
1: yeah pretty much i mean that's that's how i describe to people is that that's kind of a lot of times when i go there it's it's just like personal work it's i'm not commissioned to go there's been a few few expeditions where i've been like official photographer and like you know been commissioned to go and work so that's a bit different but um when i go on things like that it's more just because i want to go there. i guess it's my kind of holiday
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> right I, yes all people go sunbathing the sun in the bahamas i yeah. go and track around the arctic and
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow amazing and and uh you just shoot whatever you want there really i guess the discipline's so different isn't it you know you're presumably yeah. on longer lenses and just kind of keeping an eye out for yeah, anything definitely. that takes your eye
1: yeah. Besides, I did a, a large expedition last year. We spent a month and a half at sea, where we attempted to sail to the North Pole in a yacht. So that was a bit different, bit more different, because I was photographing like life on on board and and a lot of other things as well. But um, but yeah, it was kind of the same same thing.
0: How was that? What was that like? It sounds pretty bleak. It sounds like my idea of <laughs> hell, to be honest. But <laughs> um,
1: no, it was amazing. It was it was interesting because I've never really. I'd never stepped foot on a yacht until I I got there. We set sail from a place called Nome in Alaska, which is a very interesting small town, um, in Alaska on the like Northwest coast. And, um, set sail from there. There was 10 of us on two yachts. One of them, they weren't icebreakers. They like, one was ice strengthened. The other was okay in the ice, but, um, that would follow behind us basically. And, um, Yeah, 10 people on two yachts and a dog. So be, But I was bouncing between both boats because I was documenting it all. Yeah, we right. set sail. Uh, when did we set sail? We set sail early August. We came back mid-September.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, yeah, we, we sailed in a sea no one's ever sailed in before, which is pretty cool. We didn't get oh, to North. That's amazing. But, um, yeah, we sailed. No one's ever freely sailed in the central Arctic Ocean before because uh, it's not covered by ice. But we sailed weeks into it which kind of shows you how bad the situation is up there. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it was good fun. How
0: did you, um, and how was it being in close com- sort of confines with people? You know, I guess you get to I, know I was, people pretty well. I, was, huh?
1: I think, I think my years of living on tour buses really helped. Um, mm. whereas I think other people were a bit, you know, a bit claustrophobic at times and things, but the, the, my thing is all, all 10 of us, we'd, the first time we actually all met together was there in Nome, Alaska on the boat. And there wasn't a single argument. There wasn't, we had a rule that basically when we're at sea or when we're, you know, when we're there, no talk about politics, no talk about religion because that starts a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, heated conversations normally. But yeah, there was no, no arguments, no nothing. It was, it was really good. It was a great team. I've actually been back on the boat since um, with the owners. Uh, They live up in, up in Alaska and they sail around a lot. And I've been back a few times with them. We've become really good friends and yeah.
0: God, that's it's, great. Oh, and that sounds absolutely amazing. Like, you know, just really amazing life experience doing things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: What does Calvin think? Do you, th- do you think when you're like, uh, Hey, listen, I'm just going off on an icebreaker for a month, probably won't hear from me. Um, meet you and <laughs> uh, meet you and Ibiza. Uh, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I uh, think, most people think I'm a bit mad sometimes, but um, no, I think he's 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 really supportive of it. Actually, um, is he? Last, last summer, I was I was really apprehensive of, of telling asking him if I could go, basically because it meant I would miss a few of his shows. When I did tell him, he was like, "You're an idiot. Just go do it. You don't have to worry about me. Like that's a you know what's a once in a lifetime thing. That's that's like your that's your passion. Go do it." And yeah, so he was, couldn't have been right. could have been more supportive if you know, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah yeah
0: god that's brilliant let's bounce back to um to uh, working life in dj booths yeah. and la and <laughs> jets and all the rest of it what's um yeah. what w- what's a working day like with calvin in terms of equipment and and the turnaround and um and what's he doing with the pictures that you shoot of him so
1: yeah fully enough today is a working day i will leave for vegas later on tonight uh we land just before the show starts go straight in, shoot the show he's on for two hours I shoot the show with two Nikon D80s. I got a twenty-four uh, seventy. I've got, uh, I want to say a sixteen to twenty-four. It's a wide angle, maybe fourteen to twenty-four. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, I've got seventy-two hundred there as well, which I use from the back of the crowd. And yeah, when I, when he's on, I spend a lot of time in the DJ booth. I spend a lot of time just going around the club, trying to find angles of him from different perspectives, like especially in the crowd to give that sort of crowd shot as well. And, and then I will we come straight back to LA, I will edit the same night, well, morning time, I'm normally done by about 6am, send him the photos so that when he wakes up, he's got them, and then he, he uses them for like social media, his management uses them for like you know all his website and social media and things like that, and then uh, and then yeah, the, the pictures are out there.
0: <laughs> right, so it's a super quick turnaround.
1: Yeah, it's a very quick turnaround.
0: Yeah, I guess you're used to that then now, aren't you, after doing it for so long?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do that with everyone, like when I'm on tour, because especially when you're on tour, you know, you shoot a show in, I don't know, like Liverpool one night, the next night you're in Manchester. By, by the time you get to the day after Manchester, the Liverpool, if you haven't posted the Liverpool photos, it's kind of a bit, feels a bit redundant because, you know, yeah. you've got other shows. So uh, I've always, always in my mind been like, I need to get these done the same day, basically. Yeah, so. Get them good, out as soon good as well. discipline
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> how do you find the travel and what's been the most ridiculous travel trip you think you've done
1: i find the travel fine like i mean i still get excited when i get to an airport i <laughs> like which is mad considering how much i fly but yeah the travel's fine i mean i, I think i've basically just become sort of numb to flying i'm like okay here's a flight okay cool i'm in the air for nine hours fine whatever try and sleep try and get some work done watch a yeah. movie it's it is what it is Most ridiculous travel schedule. Actually, I've got a a mad like month coming up where I'm going from LA back to London, then to Budapest, then to straight from uh, Budapest to Mauritius, then Mauritius to Kenya to the Masai Mara, and then from the Masai Mara back to London, and then I'm going from London to Nepal to trek to Everest Base Camp. (laughs) Oh
0: my god, that's amazing!
1: (laughs) Wow, what
0: is is um, is is a lot of that with Calvin then or
1: no, actually, none of it is oh wow. heading to Budapest for different artists, and then I'm going to Mauritius for um a shoot with with Nikon. I'm an ambassador for them, so this okay. is like um, they're doing a few things with me out there. I'm going to Kenya. I'm also an ambassador for the World Wildlife Fund, so I'm heading to right. Kenya with with them on a on a trip there. yeah,
0: wow what a crazy amount of travel. It's just unbelievable. Do you ever yeah. get ill? What's your immune system like? Do you ever get ill from the travel? I, I
1: very rarely get ill in general. Um, I think it's because I, I never really, I never really take anything when I'm ill. I just let my body deal with it. So I think I have a pretty strong... Yeah,
0: pretty, <laughs> that, that is amazing and you ended up just another amazingly random fact in the world of conor Macdonald, you ended up <laughs> shooting kim and kanye's wedding didn't you yes i did <laughs> so boy from liverpool moves to la spends his life world on private jets also does a bit of antarctica and now uh, 24 minutes in you're about to tell me that you ended up shooting their wedding so yeah. how did that happen
1: um yeah if i was how old was i i was 22 at the time so it's four years ago and i basically got asked like a day before the wedding i'm not really entirely sure what happened with the photographer or who it was but um apparently they pulled out last minute and it ended up being me like i can't talk too much about it obviously but um yeah but yeah it was a guy called nabil who's kanye's photographer who i'd met in la a few weeks before and he basically hit me up the day before and was like we've got a job for you in Europe tomorrow can you do it I was like what is it and he's like can't tell you yet you need to sign a confidentiality agreement and then um signed it sent it back I was like what is it he's like oh it's Kanye's wedding and he's Kanye's photographer so I automatically assumed I'd be assisting him but then he was like well I'm gonna take a small point and shoot camera but like it's one of my best friend's weddings I want to have fun you're my guy you're shooting it so yeah, that's oh our god. Okay, yeah, and that's that the first wedding I've ever been to. The <laughs> first
0: wedding you've ever been to?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is just unbelievable. I was about to say, presumably you hadn't shot a wedding before, but you hadn't even been to one. Wow.
1: No. Actually, I think, I, that might be like I think I maybe have been to one when I was like four years old, but yeah, I yeah, don't remember that. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what what was that? I mean, how did you cope? I hope you were really nervous. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> and, and, and how did you how did you cope with that?
1: Honestly, like I very rarely get nervous, but um that one I just I think if I had time to think about it if I'd been asked a lot longer before, I would have been so nervous, but this one the uh, the only time I started to get nervous was at the end of the at the end of the night when people were starting to leave and I was like oh my god if I if I got everything I need like yeah. <laughs> uh, that's when I started like start to get nervous because I was like oh what if I didn't get like enough shots but they were really happy with what I got so as long as they're happy yeah, I'm happy
0: yeah great but was yeah. it did you have like a massive long shot list then for that or was it more of a free brief about just sort of shoot what you want Literally, pretty much just shoot what you want I didn't
1: have a shot list sort of had a, a rough idea of what I needed to get at wedding um, you know like group shots family shots all that sort of thing and obviously the kiss (laughs) and things like that but um, besides that it was kind of yeah just shot what I thought would
0: want to be photographed wow did you have anyone helping you? no just Just you on your own? yeah amazing wow It wasn't one of the pictures the most liked photo on Instagram ever or something like that?
1: yeah the one of them kissing Kim posted it on Instagram and at the time it became the most liked photo on Instagram for it. I think it was the most liked for about a year, which is mad.
0: That's just crazy.
1: isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's pretty nuts when you think
0: about it, but uh, yeah. yeah. Have you, have you shot any weddings since? Uh, No. (laughs) Too Um, busy in the Arctic or on tour?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been asked to do it a lot, but I've never really, i am not, I've never really been interested in photographing weddings. If I'm honest, I'd rather, if it's a friend's wedding, I'd rather just go, go for fun
0: yeah yeah
1: Yeah. I've never never wanted to be a web photographer no (laughs) no offense to web photographers yeah uh, (laughs) yeah that's just not my my kind of thing
0: yeah you seem to have a lot of celebrity friends as well I mean even when I first met you when you were probably 22 23 you know you seem to have a lot of friends who were sort of celebrity related how did that sort of come about
1: I guess it's more just you know being on tour being on on the road like I say like being in close quarters for such long times with people you know you become you become close like ellie's a really good friend nile from one direction one of my best friends i've toured with him for quite a while like calvin's one of my best friends and then i guess through those guys you know when when you're out with them or on the road you meet other people that i get you know like celebrities as well and just end up becoming friends with some of them i guess (laughs) i don't really know uh,
0: yeah, crazy, isn't it? Do um, do your sort of your old mates from Liverpool sort of um, are they sli- slightly uh, incredulous to your life now and what you do? I,
1: th- I think they're so used to it that they're just like, oh yeah, all isn't right, it another one? Yeah, <laughs> are you doing that? Okay, cool. Of course you are. Um, yeah. It's it's that kind of thing.
0: Do you miss Liverpool at all? Or do you think you'll ever live back in the UK?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, LA is not a long term place. I don't think I'll be here forever. I mean, I'll be here for a, for a while, but uh, I do do miss the UK, and I love coming back. It has definitely been on the road made me appreciate home a hell of a lot more. Uh, not right. that I didn't appreciate it anyway, but yeah, I love going back home. Pardon me. Um, we'll try whenever I can to get back home, even if it's just for a day or two. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I think I'll probably end up back in the UK at some point. Not sure when. I don't think it'll be anytime soon. But yeah, definitely will.
0: And what about social media? I mean, that's obviously it's epic now, isn't it? What, what do you, I ask this to everyone really, what do you think of social media and what, well, how does it work for you or with you? Um, What what do you think about that?
1: I mean, I spend a lot of time on social media. I always have, like even before I did, did this job, I spent, I used to spend a hell of a lot of time online when I was a kid, you know, just on, but but I think it's important, but like, I have a love hate relationship with it. I, I love it. I also hate it. I'm like, I hate that so many people now are so like reliant on it's all, it's all to do with numbers now as well, which I can't stand. You know, it's all how many followers you got, how many likes you got on this picture, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you don't get enough, people don't think it's good enough. And it's, I, yeah. I hate that whole, whole yeah. thing because, but no, like I do, I do love it. And like I said, I do use it a lot and I do think it is important. It's a, uh, you know, it's a, I think it's an important place to showcase your work. I think it's, if you're a photographer, especially, I find it's, it's if you're not on it, it's probably people think it's a, it's a bit weird that you're not on yeah. it. It's yeah, that's it's true. The it's amazing, isn't sharing. it?
0: I, I remember problem, op- yeah. opening my first Instagram account and then thinking, oh, this is crap. i I don't like this at all. And then closing it down. And then about yeah. two months later thinking, oh shit, maybe I should actually reinstate. Yeah, it. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It's funny as well. Cause like when most people start like photographers, you like, you scroll back through most photographers, it's basically just terrible. Photos. No work. It's all just like, oh, these are my shoes on the pavement. This sort of thing, yeah. you know, I my coffee today. And then, and yeah. then through the years it's like, you know, you become a bit more like, oh, okay, actual work is here. But uh, but yeah, don't don't scroll back to the start of my Instagram account, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that as soon as we finish chatting. Definitely. <laughs> um, what do you think in terms of the sort of divvy up then of your work? You know, the the Arctic stuff, more um, um, of the you know maybe the the wildlife stuff, and the, and um, and then your music stuff. What do you what do you envisage happening in terms of the split moving forward? Are you going to carry on? with sort of a finger in each of those pies or do you think you're going to sort of hone in on one of them more or i think
1: i think because I, I absolutely i absolutely love doing both like i love i love touring i love working with musicians i love going on expeditions i think at the minute especially i've got like a nice balance where i can i can do both i'm free enough to do one or the other at, at you know different alternate weeks basically so I think I, for now I'll just keep doing it that way and just just see what what happens. I'm very much a go with the flow kind of person, so don't really like to plan ahead. So yeah, I think I think I will just end up just going with the flow, see what happens. If one starts taking over more than the other, I'll go with that. If you know, if I start not liking the other, then I'll go with the other one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. we'll just just see what I'll just see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems that that you know that tactics worked so well for you so far hasn't it really it's sort of like yeah. your path has been dictated a bit by various events that have happened rather than it being you know a preconceived kind of set of goals or anything
1: yeah yeah yeah. definitely yeah, yeah amazing
0: what's next for you what um, how old are you now by the way i should know. Yeah, uh, 20, 26 Twenty six, yeah. What do you yeah. think you might be doing in five years? By the time you're thirty, would it? What would your dream be to be continuing with this mix? Then do you think, or
1: yeah, I mean, if I haven't died somewhere in the Arctic, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd I love to be doing. I've, I'm, funnily enough, actually, you, you said that. I've had quite a few people recently. Few pro- TV production companies get in touch about doing a TV show. Basically, me and my life pretty much a bit, which sounds a bit weird because, but I yeah. think people are, are interested in it because it's so crazy because it's, you know, musicians and jets and whatever one day, next day i in the Arctic. And I think, yeah. I think I would make quite a good show if I'm, if without sounding yeah, big headed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, no, been a, definitely. it's been a few, a few things like that recently. I've had a few talks with people, but I just, I don't know if I, if I want to do it myself, but we'll see. But if that ends up doing that, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next five yeah. years with that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I say, I don't really like, like to, like to plan that much so i'm just seeing what
0: happens (laughs) and for people and it's a common type question but you know for people who are listening here may be stuck in a bit of a rut or they haven't really started yet i mean you're it's really inspirational what you know and and really unusual kind of what's happened to you and that's you know Mm -hmm. due to probably a mixture of hard work with maybe a pinch of luck in there as well you know but what do you say to people who are just starting what would you say to people you know who um yeah you know who kind of you know, right at the bottom of the rung of the ladder.
1: Yeah. I'd say no opportunity is too big or too small. Like I'd also don't never take no for an answer. You know, a lot of the times, like I said, I used to email a hundred people a day and get two replies. One would be no, the other would be, you know, oh, maybe we'll think about it. And, but I'd still manage to find a way into the concerts and getting a pass and, and then be like, Oh, here you go. These pictures. And they'd be like, how do you get in? That's <laughs> the thing. Um, but, yeah, and like I said, like, no opportunities too small. I, I it wasn't always just big bands I used to photograph. I mean, I did start in like academy-sized venues a lot of the time, but I'd also still go to dingy little clubs where there'd be ten people in the crowd. and I'd have to, like, you know, I'd have to use flash and figure things out. and and that those those shows were more important to me than big arena shows and things. like I learned so much more in that in that because I had to genuinely like work hard to get a good shot, whereas, you know, being honest like arena shows and like actual like academy shows where there's like big lighting rigs like anyone can do that in the first three any first three songs you know yeah. it's not hot it's not that hard to take a picture so yeah definitely like try and learn more do do those smaller smaller shows if you're into music even if you're not it's a good place to learn anyway but um yeah yeah i i, I guess that's my advice i don't know if that's good advice but yeah, yeah
0: i think it's great <laughs> yeah definitely yeah have you fucked up ever like either wiped your data card forgot to put a lens on i don't know um, left your battery charger in bolivia or something
1: i mean i've left camera batteries all over the world um <laughs> funny enough austin hargrave who's on your podcast a few weeks ago uh, just gave me back a battery that I'd left, I think, at his house or something uh, <laughs> yesterday. I, I was like, I didn't even know I'd lost one. He's like, Yeah, here you go. This is yours. <laughs> I ever fucked up? I, I'm pretty sure I have somewhere along the line. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I once did. Uh, it was my first ever like studio photo shoot when I was like, I don't know, I was probably like nineteen or something, and it was for a record label with a singer, and it was quite a big budget, and I, I just massively over planned it and overthought it, and I should have kept it simple and. I don't think they liked any of the pictures. I didn't like any of the pictures either. Basically, <laughs> like I say, like I don't like to plan that much, but that that one I definitely overplanned. But I learned a lot from doing that. So pros and cons, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. Definitely. Oh, well, it's been fascinating to hear about all of this, all of your different rovings around and travelings and stuff. And and also just how, you know, how you've, you know, you've built a yeah, just a really kind of rich life full of loads of different experiences. I think it's amazing. You're not even you know you're you're only just over 25 it's like you've got so much ahead of you it's it's, it's awesome so yeah real real inspiration to have you on and uh, thanks so much for taking the time
1: Oh no, thank you very much for having me
0: no not at all and I i'll speak to it. you soon
1: yeah definitely speak soon cheers
0: hey thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please click on the subscribe button in your listening app so you never miss an episode see you next time